As I said earlier, thank you so much for uh, being with us online and uh, joining us this way. Hopefully, we're, uh, we're just a few weeks away from being able to gather here uh, in person, and won't that be, uh, won't be great? Actually, I was thinking a little bit uh, over the course of the week, uh, something like uh, catchy to, to put on when, uh, when uh, we're ready to, to come back in person. So I, I, I'm pretty simple, so I thought just we're back. Uh, will work, right? And uh, looking forward to uh, being able to gather in person. I know I, 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 whether you believe this or not, it's true. I actually watch these every single week. Um, at some point in long term, I mean, we're doing editing and those types of things, so you get to see bits and chunks and pieces. So one of the things I noticed uh, last week when I was doing this um, is when I pointed to the TV on this screen and said the four things that we're talking about that actually you can't see those uh, very well, but that's okay uh, because I, I, I will, I'll repeat them again. And so we're in this series called True Virtue, True Virtue, and we're looking at four different things. And we've already talked about honor, and last week we talked about integrity and the importance of that. And this morning we're talking about perseverance. How do we persevere through the circumstances and the situations that we might find ourselves in? Uh, talk to, uh, I, as I talk to different people, there seems to be. Uh, a feeling or a mentality right now that I'm just ready to throw the towel in. I'm just ready to be done. In fact, I was at a at a store just today, and uh, I was uh, reading uh, the uh, the note on the door, and it, it's a it's a it's a guy that that owns a shop, and it's just him there. And he said the sign says overwhelmed. Please be patient. Uh, your repairs will be a little longer than normal. And I think if a sign was to sum up, and for those of you that live around here, maybe you've seen that sign at the business that I'm talking about. I thought, so true that, that we just feel overwhelmed right now. And you might think and feel like you need to quit. You need to throw in the towel. You just need to be done with whatever situation or circumstance that you find yourself in. And I want to speak into that today and give you some hope, not because they're my words, and not because they're the words of an author I'm going to talk about here in just a few moments, but because they're the words of Jesus and, and God's word gives us that hope. And so I want us to see what Hebrews chapter 10 says as it pertains to not giving up and persevering through whatever circumstance or situation that you might find yourself in. Hebrews chapter 10 verses 35 to 37 says this, so do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly Rewarded. Now we could stop there and not go any further. Isn't there a tremendous hope just in that? Just in hearing those words, don't throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. That we can have a confidence that only comes through serving Jesus Christ, but there's more and it gets better. In verse 36, it says, You need to persevere, not you should, or if you feel like it, or maybe it's a good idea. No, the writer here at Hebrew says, You need to persevere. So that, so the reason why we need to, so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. That there is a, there is a blessing that is attached to us persevering through whatever situation or circumstance that we need to persevere through. And then verse 37, for in just a little while, I like this, this part here, in, in just a little while, in just a little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. Now the writer of Hebrews here was, was actually writing here with two different meanings. 
And as he was talking about he who is coming will come and will not delay. Yes, he was talking about the return of Jesus and that Jesus will return one day. But I believe that he was also talking about how God is coming into our situation and in our circumstances and he will not delay. Just a little while. Just a little while. You know, when I was growing up, one of, my, one of the favorite things that my parents uh, would say is, is just, just a minute. And I think as parents, as parents, we've adopted that too. Sometimes when our kids ask something, they'll say, well, just a minute, just a minute. And a minute seems like an eternity, doesn't it? And, and the reality is that sometimes a minute turns into five minutes, which turns into 10 minutes, which turns into 20 minutes. But God's word here says just a little while. God is rarely early. Very rare, very rare that he is early, but he is never late in our situation and in our circumstances. And so the title of the message this morning is when you feel like giving up, when you feel like giving up. And maybe this is you today. I know I've been there before in situations and circumstances. And you think, does it really matter that I'm continuing? I'm going to keep doing what it is I'm supposed to be doing. The good news is those who know God. And those of you that are trusting and believing in him, he has something uh, for you and strength in the midst of that. Those of you that don't know God yet, you have an opportunity to step into a relationship with him so that you can have his support and his strength with you as you walk through this. Over the course of the last couple of years, there's a book that I've kind of been thumbing through. I, I don't think I've read in its entirety yet. And it's a book by Angela Duckworth. Um, and the, the title of the book is Grit, and it's all about passion and perseverance and achieving our long-term goals. And Angela did a study uh, through Har Har Harvard, sorry, and Oxford, really, really smart people, and asked a whole bunch of questions about pe uh, from people uh, that had either succeeded at something or had dropped out and quit. And so she did, uh, did some research at places like the West Point Military, and uh, asked, asked questions of people that were the first one to quit in a class and the last one to drop out. And so you had, had both of those spectrums, who, who quit first, who gave up, and then the last one to drop out. Uh, she interviewed teachers that taught in some of the toughest school districts all across the U.S. Uh, some, uh, some teachers which were uh, last in their, in, when they do the, the scores and all those things, and some that were really thriving, but talked to those teachers. She talked to people that had won the National Spelling Bee, those that had endured the stress, those that had given up early on, and those that had lasted. And do you know what the most important quality was of all of those people, those that, that didn't give up, and those, uh, uh, as opposed to those that gave up early in the process of those very difficult things, you know what the difference was? It wasn't their IQ, which is the, our intelligent quotient. We, talk, we hear a lot about our IQ, somebody's IQ, how intelligent they are. The defining factor wasn't that. It wasn't their intelligent quotient. The most important quality that people possessed that didn't give up, that were always there and were trying to persevere in these things was something that she terms the adversity quotient, the AQ of somebody's life. How, how, how much ability they had to, to persevere through something that was really, really tough to walk through adversity and come through the other side. And so in her book, she says, grit is passion and perseverance 
for long-term goals. And you say, well, what does that have anything to do with the church and with what God has called me to? I believe with all of my heart that God has called us as followers of Jesus to have a really, really high adversity quotient. That this is something that we can, uh, uh, we can develop and we can grow and we can enlarge, especially as followers of Jesus. And so you may feel like you're in the, in the bottom of the ninth and things aren't going really well for you. Or to use a hockey analogy, that it's, it's uh, two minutes left in the third period and you're down by two goals and uh, you need to pull the goalie. Whatever situation or circumstance that you find yourself in today, let me say this, that, that God is the God of all hope. And I believe that he has some things in, our, in his word that can help and encourage us in our walk with Jesus. I want to read this story from Joshua chapter 6, verses 1 to 5. Uh, this is an incredible story of, of, uh, of Joshua. And of course, if you read the entire story and the entire account, there's two guys, Joshua and Caleb. They were two of 12 spies from the 12 different tribes that went in to to search around Jericho. 10 said, no way, we can't do it. Walls are too big. People are too strong. All kinds of issues. Two of them, Jer um, Joshua and Caleb said, no, we can do this, God being our helper. And I want, you, I want us to read together from Joshua chapter 6 and get some insight into this on how we can increase our, our, our adversity quotient so we can be the followers of Jesus that God has called us to be. Verse 1 of Joshua chapter 6. Now the gates of Jericho were tightly shut because the people were afraid of the Israelites. No one was allowed to go in. Uh, sorry, no one was allowed to go out or in. But the Lord said to Joshua, I have given you Jericho, its king and all its strong warriors. You and your fighting men should march around the town once a day for six days Seven priests will walk ahead of the ark, each carrying a ram's horn. On the seventh day, you are to march around the town seven times with the priests blowing the horns. When you hear the priests give one long blast on the ram's horns, have all the people shout as loud as they can, then the walls of the town will collapse and the people can charge straight in to the town. Can you imagine if you had been Joshua? And this was the battle plan that God gives you to take this great nation. Imagine if, 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 if you're in Joshua's shoes. And he says, these walls that you have around you, this, this is how I'm going to do it. I want you to walk around them once a day. Then on day seven, I want you to do it seven times. I want you to blow the trumpets, make a big shout, and boom, the walls are going to fall down. I, I would have been so tempted if I had been Joshua to say, God, are you kidding me? God, have you seen my circumstance and my situation? Have you seen these walls? And I think sometimes God gives us insight in how to persevere in our circumstances and situations. And we look at those walls differently than what God looks at those walls. And we say, God, are you kidding me? That'll never work. Or God, I've tried something like that before. And so why do we give up? Why do we give up? Sometimes in the bottom of the night, right before a breakthrough. I want to look at two different reasons why we give up and then um, some ways in which we can counteract that. One is why do we give up? Our perspective is often limited. Our perspective is often limited. Jericho, not a very big city. In fact, 
uh, historians tell us that you could march around the entire city in about an hour. So depending on how fast you walk and of course all of those things, but it wasn't massive. The problem wasn't that the city was too big. The problem was the walls were too high. The Israelites were so close to the promise. You have to remember, this was the promise they had been chasing for years and years and years and years. They had wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. They had left Egypt. They had been through all kinds of adversity already. This was the thing that they were chasing. And these walls felt unobtainable. That there was no way that they could possibly get over or through these walls. And so maybe you can relate. Maybe you know what you want. You know what you want to see, but you see a wall that's there that seems like it's insurmountable. You believe God has called you. Now, I just want to stop here for a moment. I'm talking about things that, that God calls us to do. Walking in obedience with him. Those types of things. And so we have this thing. We, we know God wants us to have strong relationships. We know God wants us to have strong relationships with him and with others. We know God uh, wants to be Lord of, of every area of our life when we see these obstacles. And so I don't know what your walls are today. But Joshua and the other Israelites saw these walls too. Jessica, uh, Jericho, we're told in verse 1, was securely barred. No one gets in. But then in verse 2, God says, I have given you Jericho. God is the only one that can speak in the past tense before reality in, and, and speak it into present reality. He's the only one that can tell us what is when what is isn't yet. Did you hear that? God is the only one that can tell us what is when what is isn't yet. That's the kind of God that, that we serve. And so he says you are healed even though sometimes we feel broken. He says he'll bless you even though sometimes it feels like he's forgotten you. He says you are an overcomer even though you feel overcome. You feel like the pressure of life is too much. You see perspective their perspective was limited, and sometimes our perspective is limited when we look at the walls in our lives. It's like the Israelites marching. They didn't know the end of the story. They didn't know how it was all going to work out. They didn't, they didn't get the Sunday school lesson on walking around the, the, uh, the walls of Jericho, and they would just do this for six days. They didn't know this. So often we, we sometimes are too hard on them because we think, well, of course God was going to do that. This is what he did. They didn't know that. They stepped out in faith and said, yeah, we'll do it. Maybe Joshua would have even hated that song that uh, some of you that grew up in Sunday school sang about marching around the walls of Jericho. But there's so much to the story. It wasn't just a seven-day hike. It was 40 years of wandering in the wilderness. It was heartache. It was brokenness. It was the plagues. It was, it was, it was uh, being in captivity in Egypt. It was all of those things. And there's finally this moment that we're going to break through these walls, but we can't break through. And God has this crazy plan to get through it. But sometimes our perspective is limited. Number two, sometimes our progress isn't always obvious. Sometimes our progress isn't always obvious. Picking up the story in verse 10 of Joshua chapter 6, it says this, but Joshua had commanded the army, do not give a war cry. And do not raise your voices, do not say a word until the day I tell you to shout, then shout. So he had the ark of the Lord covered, uh, carried around the city. 
circling it once. Then the army returned to the camp and spent the night there. So on the second day, in verse, picking up in verse 14, on the second day, they marched around the city once and returned to the camp. And we're told they did this for six days. Can you imagine the frustration? They didn't know the whole plan. Joshua just said, do as I've told you to do that God has instructed me. Can you imagine that frustration? Not just six days of, of something that seemed pointless, but decades of waiting and trusting and believing that God would do something. Can you imagine if this was, it was in our time and in our culture and, and maybe uh, a wife is, is texting a warrior uh, that's back in the camp now and says, you know, how's, how's the fight going? Did you kill any bad guys? Are you getting any closer? And he'd have to respond and say, well, we're, we're getting warmed up. We're, we're loosening our muscles right now. We're tooting our horns. I don't know what he would have said. But God was encouraging them along the way to keep going, to keep fighting, to keep doing the thing that he had called them to do. And I'm here to say that the same uh, encouragement that those folks needed to walk around the walls of Jericho is the same encouragement that is there for us today. It's interesting that God told Joshua to possess uh, to take seven days to do what he could have done on day one. Isn't that interesting? And do you not think that the God that we serve could have done what he did on day seven, had done it, could have done it on day one? In fact, he could have done it before they even got there. Joshua never told the people how long they were going to be marching for. They didn't have the plan. Joshua knew that, but nowhere in our text does it exist that, that, that he had conveyed that to those that were marching. So they didn't know. They didn't know how many days that they would have to do this. As far as they knew, they were a marching band now, and this was going to be their lot in life. It was frustrating. And sometimes it is frustrating when we know we're doing the right thing and there is no end in sight. And it's so much easier just to give up and quit than to persevere. But it's worth it. And there's something that happens when we persevere. Maybe for those of you that have done something physically that you've been tempted to quit before. You've been on a, on a maybe to, trying to lose weight or maybe you've tried to, to eat more healthy. And there's, there's times that it just seems like it's too hard. But let, let me take that pressure up a little bit. That there's something in your life that you're trying to correct and something you're trying to fix. Maybe it's an area of sin in your life that, that God has called you to correction on. I want you to hear this, that you are closer than you may think. And that sometimes God often does something, uh, God often does something in you before he does something for you. I believe God was working in the hearts and lives of those people as they begin to walk around the walls of Jericho. And God often will do something in us before he does something for you. And it's in that surrender of perseverance that I believe that, that God does the, the most work in our hearts and our lives. So you may be closer than what you think. I came across a story uh, as, a, as I illustrate this, and I'm just about done here today, but a, a lady, for those of you that are a bit of, uh, maybe you're a history buff of some sort, a lady by the name of Florence Chadwick. Florence Chadwick was the first woman to swim the English Channel both ways. Uh, maybe some of you have been there to uh, see the English Channel before and you know how far across that that is. But she was the first woman to do that both ways. Some people don't know the backstory to what happened before she did that. In 1952, a little bit before she accomplished that feat, 
she had decided she was going to, in preparation for swimming across the English Channel both ways, was going to swim the 26 mile swim between the California coastline and the Catalina and Catalina Island. It was 26 miles across. And so she began her swim there. She was 15 hours into her swim and the thick fog it came out of nowhere. They had checked the weather. They thought they were clear, but they weren't. She was exhausted. She was discouraged and she quit. Later to find out after she quit that she was only a half a mile from the shoreline. You may be closer than what you think. And I think there's something within Florence Chadwick that she remembered that moment of quitting too soon just before she accomplished what she had set out to accomplish. That as she was swimming the English Channel both ways that she said, I'm not going to quit because I know I'm closer than what I think. I am. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 36 says this, you need, to, you need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. Maybe you've been walking, you've been praying, you've been fighting, you've been believing, you've done lap one, you've done lap two, you've done lap three, you've done lap four, you've done lap five, you're on lap six and you're like, this isn't working. And by lap six, I mean maybe you're in year one, two, three, four, five, six. Maybe it's 10 years. Maybe it's 15 years. I don't know how long you've been persevering. But day seven is coming. And maybe you're about to give up on whatever it is that, that God is, is, has called you to work through and, and go through. Don't give up. Day seven is coming. And when you're ready to quit, remember why you started. When you're tempted to throw in the towel, pick it up, wipe the sweat off, and keep going. Remember what Galatians chapter 6 verse 9 says, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And so my prayer and my hope for all of you is the same prayer and the same hope that God has for you, that you would not give up, you would not, just, you would not surrender to the things that you ought not to be surrendering to, that you would keep going and that you would push through whatever it is that you need to push through. Somebody needs to hear this message today. And in a world where there's so much hopelessness and it's a whole lot easier to give up than to keep going. It's a whole lot easier to just to, to shut out the world and pretend that, that nothing else exists and it's just me, myself, and I. In that type of a world, would you keep going? Would you keep persevering? The way that God has called you to do. Let me pray with you. Father God, thank you for your goodness to us. Lord, thank you that you are the God of all hope. You are the God of all comfort. And I have no idea what chains need to be broken, what walls need to be uh, broken down in people's hearts and lives. But I do know this, that Father, that you have given us your son, Jesus Christ, to help us break through those walls, to break through that brokenness, to break through that captivity, whatever it is. And so there may be some that are watching today that feel like they've been doing this. They've done lap one and they're all the way up to lap six. And it's like, this isn't working and nothing's gonna happen. But God, may they be reminded that on day seven, the walls came crashing down. And God, our day seven will come if we would just persevere through whatever it is that we need to persevere through. God, we love you today. And God, we're so grateful and thankful for what's been accomplished and what will be accomplished. And we ask all of these things in your name. Amen. Here's the rest of the story. 
As they did that and day seven happens, the walls did come crashing down. They shouted, the horns went off, and they took the land that God had promised them years and years and years and years before. And so I want to leave you on that. That what God has called us to, what God has called us to go through, that he will be with us and we will see the victory. Sometimes it's not in our timing, but we will see the victory. And we'll get to enjoy what it's like to see those walls coming and crashing down. God bless you today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being part of us, uh, part of our online gathering here. I hope you have a great week. I hope you have a, uh, a great day on account of God's presence being with you. And Lord willing, we'll be back here next week at the same time, same place. God bless you. We'll see you soon.